All right, ladies and gentlemen, we want to welcome you to the Todd Coconato Show, otherwise known as The Remnant. Hope you're enjoying your day so far on this 9-16-2022 edition. All right, we're going to get into a very important subject matter today, and we're going to be talking about how to overcome depression in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit. Uh, the other day I put up a post and I was actually very surprised at how many people were dealing with depression. So we want to make sure that this group understands how to beat depression, how to have freedom in Jesus Christ, and understand what it is that's actually attacking you. So we're really going to get into our identity in Jesus Christ today because our identity is extremely important. Once we understand and know our identity in Jesus Christ, that makes it much harder for the enemy and an alluring spirit to get us down with depression because we understand the tools that we have and we understand how we can combat this oppression you know, oppression or depression because it's a spirit. And I know a lot of people have never heard it called a spirit. They think it's a clinical situation, and I understand that. Um, there are certain medications that probably help, and I'm not against medications, but I really don't like psychotropic drugs because I think that it's a chemical solution for a spiritual problem. And so today, uh, I'm going to talk about what I know as a pastor and somebody who's walked and operated in deliverance ministry for a long time about how to actually get delivered of depression, because I believe it's a spirit. In fact, I know it is. And so we're going to identify this today. So, uh, you know, our personal identity is literally one of the most important things to understand about ourselves as believers in Jesus knowing who we are, knowing our life's purpose, having that faith. You know, what worldview do we have? What makes us tick? What makes us laugh? You know, what gets on our nerves? What brings us joy and peace? These are essential things to name because that understanding really affects everything else in our life. Personal identity affects how we look at life, how we deal with conflicts, and even who we choose as our friends. Now, if I were to ask you, who are you, would you respond with your name, with your age, with your style or your hobbies, or maybe, you know, the state that you grew up in, something like that. And all these are external things, and they may be a part of you, but they are not permanent. They may be facts about you and who you are today, but 10 years from now, many of those responses are literally going to be different. So what's your real identity? Well, your identity in Christ doesn't depend on your hair color. Doesn't depend on your body type or your position, you know, what, what you do for a living. Now I want to ask you a question. Have you allowed other people to define you, to tell you who you are, to tell you who you aren't? Let me tell you this. God has already defined you, okay, in his perfect son, Jesus Christ. Yes, his perfect son. But we forget our identity in Christ sometimes. Instead, we often end up chasing after meaningless earthly possessions, sinful experiences, because we're looking to find ourselves, to try to fit in, to try to be cool, to try to be someone we're not. But see, your true identity hides somewhere much more precious than things and experiences. And that identity is eternal. See, we're not of this world. If you're a follower of Jesus, you're no longer a part of this world soaked in sin. You want a scripture for that? I'll give you one. It's Galatians 2.20. It says, I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. 
This life I now live in this body, I live in faith of the Son of God who loved me and who gave himself for me. See, you're a new creation in him. The old has passed away and the new has come. So, so why do we, who've been called out by our Heavenly Father, try so hard to fit in and get approval from a world that we're no longer even a part of? See, we'll never get their complete approval because here's the hard truth, friends. If you decided to follow Jesus with all your heart, you're never going to completely fit in. In fact, you were made to stand out. But the world's approval doesn't matter. See, here's the thing. You have a heavenly father who loves you more than anyone on this earth ever could. And his love for you does not change. It's eternal. It never fails. Now, that's worth giving up the fight to get more likes, to get more followers, to get more approval of man, right? So you are worthy, even if you don't feel like it, because Jesus loves you, and he bridged the gap and connected us back to a holy God. Thank God. I know many of us feel insecure at times. That's just life, right? But that's because we keep trying to find our worth and our security in the wrong things. But in Christ, we are firm and secure in him. You want a scripture for that? It's Hebrews 6.19. He always is with us. And we always have the stamp of approval from him. We never have to try harder for him to love us more. We never have to beg him to stay because all of those things are part of his character. His unshakable love is who he is. And as Christians, we're part of it too. See, once you become a new creation in Jesus, everything changes for the better. Do you understand that? Everything changes for the better. You are no longer the person that you once were. Hallelujah. Your whole identity changes because you've been rescued and redeemed from the sin of darkness and welcomed into God's family. His kingdom, 1 Peter 2.9 says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out in the darkest time of your life into his wonderful life and light. Your identity in Christ. Do you know how special you are in God's eyes? If you don't, that's why you're still trying to fit in with the world. See, here's what the Bible says about you once you have a new identity in Christ. You better write this down. Think about what I'm about to say, okay? You are his own special possession. 1 Peter 2.9, Deuteronomy 14.2. You are chosen, handpicked by God, who created the universe, that's uh, Jeremiah 1, 5, Ephesians 1, 3 through 4. You're treasured, Deuteronomy 7, 6, Deuteronomy 14, 2, Deuteronomy 26, 18. You're irreplaceable, 1 Thessalonians 1, 4. You're loved beyond compare, 1 John 4, 19, Romans 5, 8. You're worth dying for, 1 John 3, 16, Romans 5, 7 through 9. You're forgiven. Ephesians 1.7, 1 John 1.9, Romans uh, 8.1-33. You are his child, 1 John 3-1. through 1. I'm sorry, 1 John 3.1. You're secured for all eternity, 2 Corinthians 1.22. You're set free, Romans 6.18. You're precious to him, Isaiah 43.4. You're set apart, John 15.16. Just think about that for a minute. Don't skim over it. Don't read them. Don't hear them like they're the same words you've heard in a Sunday school, okay? 
Read over that list. If you wrote it down, I'm also going to post it on my social media today. Look for a post that says identity in Christ. All these notes will be there. See, this is you. If you're in Christ, this is who you are. This is your permanent identity. It can never be removed. It can never be messed up. It can never be forsaken. It can never be taken away. It can never be changed. This is your identity in Jesus Christ. Do you believe in your identity in Christ? See, on good days, it might be easy to agree. But when the bottom comes out under you, do you still believe it? Do you still embrace it? Or do doubts arise? No matter how you feel today or who you used to be or what you're going to be going through, your identity in the loving Father is who you are for all eternity. Did you get that? All eternity. Because Jesus Christ died and rose again for the forgiveness of your sins. When you received his sacrifice as your gift, his free gift to you, you instantly became his. That's who you are. Living with your identity in Christ is very important. Not only is it important to understand your identity, but it's important to actually live like you know who you are. This will change everything. It changes the perspective of a dying world, a sinful world, a world that, you know, honestly, once you have discernment, you see what's going on. It's very clear. God starts to open our eyes of understanding. When's the last time that you looked at yourself and said, hey, you're special. You're chosen by God. When's the last time you made a decision with the confidence that you've been set free in his love and grace. How often do we see ourselves as stupid or ugly or too scared or fearful? This isn't who we are, friends. You were made in God's image and likeness. God isn't ugly or stupid, and he doesn't make you ugly or stupid. He makes masterpieces. You are a masterpiece of God, chosen and made by his hands. Hear the Lord singing over you today rejoicing in your new identity in Christ, embracing that you are his child and expressing how he loves you more than you can imagine. But receiving these truths requires a humility. What do you mean, Pastor Todd? Well, we can bring our honors, our ribbons, and our achievements before God, thinking that's what makes us special or desirable, but they're ghosts in comparison to our identity in Christ. They're nothing, in other words. Yes, our accomplishments can be great here on earth, but that doesn't qualify us for God's love. They don't add any value on our behalf in God's eyes. His love for us is unconditional. For once we have our identity in Christ, we become who we really are, children of the Most High God. I want you to think about that. Take some time today. Reflect on what I've said today. Reflect on the truths of who you are and receive them in humility. Read that list that I put up on Facebook and the biblical references. That's important to remind yourself your true identity. I want you to do this every day, especially if you've been down on yourself, especially if you've been fearful, especially if you've been depressed, okay? We're gonna gonna talk more about how to break depression, but it's only through Jesus Christ that we are these things. We didn't earn it, so we can't brag about it. We're not saved by works, we're saved by grace. It doesn't mean that, you know, we don't show works. I mean, obviously, we wanna have fruit in our lives. Faith without works is dead, But that's not, we can't earn our way. We accepted Jesus Christ in our heart and we repented of sin. Those actions right there, the Holy Spirit came in our heart after that. And we became uh, Christians. We became followers of Jesus Christ. And our name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And so when things get crazier and crazier out there, 
I want you to remember your identity in Jesus Christ. Every day when you read some crazy headline or somebody's attacking you or accusing you or coming against you, I want you to remember that you are a child of the Most High God. And so when, when, when there's something that's formed against you, you remember the scripture that says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Not some, not a few, nothing. Whatever you're going through right now, even if you're in a season where it's the most challenging season of your life, I want you to know this. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. The gates of hell will not prevail. Amen? Because we can claim it and hold our heads up high and put our shoulders back because in the end, we stand victorious in Jesus Christ. That's who we are. When you see yourself as Christ sees you, others may begin to see you that way too. In fact, they will. If you are steady and secure in your identity in him, your actions, your speech, your life will express God's love. You may find more opportunity to share the gospel. Of course you will. And Christ will be all the more glorified because we're here to know him and to make him known. Remember who your father is, okay? Remember what your father says about you because it's him, in him, in him, is where you find your true identity. You're a child of the one and only true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. That is worth celebrating. You're worth celebrating. Amen or oh me? Come on. I say amen to that. All right, we'll be back. We're going to talk about breaking depression in the name of Yeshua, in the name of Jesus, why you can walk in complete victory. We'll be right back on the Todd Coconato Show. This is a praise, make the dead man walk again. Open the grave, I'm coming out. I'm gonna live, gonna live. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Todd Coconado Show. I don't know about you, but I feel the presence of God here today. Somebody needed to hear this stuff. I want to break over you. The spirit of depression. That's what it is. It's a spirit. And today we're going we're gonna to find out how you break this. So the sword of the spirit is the Bible, the word of God. I call it the basic instructions before leaving earth. That's an acronym. The Bible. It's an instruction manual for us as Christians, as believers, to be successful in our walk in Jesus Christ. In fact, I've never met anybody that loves the word of God that's a loser. Anybody that truly loves the word of God, that studies the word of God, and that applies the word of God, they will be a successful person in this world and for eternity. I always tell people, if you're having financial trouble, if you're having trouble in your life, start being about souls. Start ministering, doing the Great Commission, and and see how fast things turn around for you because there's principles and there's laws according to God's word that if we apply these things, we're going to have his favor, his blessing, I, I truly believe, even in the middle, you know, yesterday's broadcast was a little bit down, you know, and I know some people were probably getting a little bit stressed out by, you know, some of the things we were, we were talking about because, you know, I was reporting the news. That's the flesh. Now, I'm not saying I can't do it. I can do it because sometimes a watchman just talks about what's happening from a spiritual standpoint. That's what we did. But today, I want to give you another perspective here, okay? Maybe another layer. Even though those egregious things are happening in our world, and we're going to continue to hear really bad news. I'm just going to be real, especially if you listen to the mainstream corporate media who are the modern-day prophets of Baal. You're going to hear bad news because that's what they do. They want you to be discouraged. They want you to feel beat down. Why? Because the enemy wants you to be discouraged and he wants you to feel beat down. And so it's actually an organized campaign 
that's literally flooding people with so much information that they start getting depressed. And that spirit, it's an alluring spirit that latches on. It's not, it, we're not possessed by it, but we're oppressed by it. It's an oppressive, alluring spirit. And just like, you know, if you have an addiction or you're addicted to porn or any of those things, it's the same thing. It's an alluring spirit that comes and tries to distract you and it's a heaviness and we have to learn how to break it off. So one of the ways that you can break it off, and this is an absolute for sure working strategy. So write this down if you're dealing with depression. You have to become a lover of God's word. That's the Bible. You say, well, Todd, I don't have the attention span to read or it doesn't make sense to me. Start in the New Testament then. Just start declaring and decreeing words of life and the word of God. Scriptures like this, okay? Philippians 4.8. Philippians 4.8. It says, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. God wants us focused on the good. He wants us focused on his business being about his business. When we get caught up in the weeds, when we allow open doors in our life to other areas of sin or you know, people that are speaking negative words and we, we latch onto those words, then that gives an open door for the spirit of depression and oppression. They're very similar, pretty much the same, to, to come on us. It's that heaviness. And so many Christians are walking around with their tails between their legs. First of all, think about how this achieves the goal of the enemy. Number one, it keeps you from doing your calling because most of the time you'll, you will remain dormant and not used and not walking in your optimal calling when you're down. I mean, I know when I've been down in the past, I mean, I share uh, on Sunday, I'm going to share some of this, but you know, I couldn't even get out of bed sometimes. Like in 2011, when depression was coming on me after a situation in my life, I was so down, I barely could get out of bed. I had to force myself. And sometimes that's what you need to do. You need to have accountability partners, prayer partners, people that are standing with you and lifting you up. But you got to force yourself to get up and you use that offensive weapon of the sword of the spirit and you start declaring and decreeing because life and death are in the power of the tongue. So if you say negative or regurgitate negative things or continue to live in that place, that's not doing what the scripture in Philippians 4.8 is saying. Philippians 4.8 is saying, look, live in this place as a believer. Focus on what's true. Focus on what's noble. Focus on what's right. Focus on what's pure, what's lovely, what's admirable. If it's excellent or praiseworthy, think about those things. Don't dwell. So God wants us to have the self-control to control our thoughts. Thoughts are important. We have to become trained to understand that we have to control our thoughts. When a negative thought comes in your mind, cast it down. When an alluring demonic spirit is trying to pull you down and stop you from walking in your calling and stop you from being effective as a remnant warrior, what you need to do is what Jesus did when he was tempted in the wilderness. You need to say, get behind me, Satan. You're under my feet. In the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Spirit, I say no to those words. Those words are a lie from the pit of hell and I rebuke them in Jesus' name. That's it. Get them out. You don't want to let those things, if something negative is, is you're too ugly, you're too fat, you're too stupid, you're unsuccessful, you're a failure, anything like that, you know instantly that's of the devil. That's not who you are because I just spent the first like 15 minutes of this show telling you and me who we are in Jesus Christ. That's our identity. That's who he says we are. And I'm going to talk more about this on Sunday. 
But I'm just telling you, we have to know, first of all, who we are to understand who we're not. And we are not stupid, ugly, fat, you know, whatever word is trying to come on you from somebody or something, because it's most likely a demonic attack against your identity. I, I often say the most important thing that I ever uh, understood in my walk with Jesus Christ is when I finally realized my identity. In fact, for many years, I was a Christian, but I didn't know who I was and what was able to do. Because the devil wants you to feel like you're not powerful in Jesus, that you can't do anything, that you can't affect anything. But see, that's a lie because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. So God actually wants us to be a prayer warrior. He wants us to use the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And so that's why in Deuteronomy 31.8, it says he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. Now, we got to remember that in these crazy times when we read these crazy headlines and it just seems like the world is going nuts. We've got to remember that God has not left us. He hasn't stepped down from the throne. He's not any less powerful. And by the way, he responds to the prayers of the righteous. He is going to be with us even until the end of the age. The Lord goes before us, before you, and, and he's with you, and he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. He's literally saying that. In fact, I think that when we allow that discouragement to take root, it's displeasing to the Father. Because we are falling into a trap and a lie from the pit of hell. In Psalm 34, 17, it says the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. And what does he do? He delivers them from all their troubles. Not some of their troubles. Not a few of their troubles. What did he say in the word? He said all of our troubles. Do we believe that? Do we walk in that authority? Well, is being depressed a trouble? Absolutely. What did he say? He said he's going to deliver you. Now, before we get uh, done with this broadcast, I'm going to pray and I'm going to believe that today is your day of deliverance. You're not going to be walking with your tail between your legs anymore. You're going to realize who you are and you're going to get up and you're going to start speaking words of life. And guess what's going to happen? You're going to be in a transitional season because once you start speaking those words of life and you declare and decree and you say, devil, get behind me in the name of Jesus and I break this assignment of hell, it shifts into motion. You're literally going into, you're being thrust into a new season because you've had victory over that thing that was trying to hold you down, but it was always alive from the pit of hell. God is ready to partner with you today. He's ready to do suddenlies. He's ready to do things that are extraordinary. He's ready to take you into places that you couldn't even imagine he'll take you. How do I know? Because he's done it with me. In Psalm 3, 3, it says this, but you, O Lord, are a shield about me, my glory and the lifter of my head. There's another version of that that says, Thou, O Lord, art a shield around me. You're the glory and the lifter of my head. That's who he is. He's a shield around us. He's a protection around us. But we have to claim that in Jesus' name. We have to understand that. We have to embrace that. We have to say yes to that. Because he's willing and able right now to be that shield. Lord, listen, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death and when things come against me that are so crazy and I've had some wicked assignments of hell come against me, you better believe it, wicked assignments of hell where it seemed like the world was like literally going to fall on me. I mean, it was like everything. But I said, you know what? I'm going to the war room, and I'm starting to declare and decree in the middle of that trial. And Do I get it right every time? No. I'm just being transparent with you. As I've matured in the faith and understand more and more about this, I understand that when Satan rages, we are not defeated. We start saying these scriptures. It's the sword. The Bible says it is written. What did Christ say when he was tempted? He said it is written. He used the sword. Because he understands the importance of the sword. He understands that's what's going to get us out. 
All right, we will be right back after this break. This is the Todd Coconauter Show. We're talking about breaking depression for good and your identity in Jesus Christ, who you are, what you're meant to do. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with the Todd Coconato Show. On this Friday, we're talking about identity in Jesus Christ, how to break the spirit of depression once and for all, and how to walk in complete and total victory as a believer, even when the world is going crazy. It's available. It's available. Thank you, Jesus. It's available. I want you to receive it today. I want you to receive it today, what God has for you. What did he say? He said he made you fearfully and wonderfully. He took his time to make you. He says, I know the plans I have for you. They're plans of hope and a future. What did he say? His promise is yes and amen. He said, with the faith of a mustard seed, you can move the mountain. Whatever you're going through, and it may be a big deal. Psalm 42.11 says this, why, my soul, are you downcast? Why are you so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God. For I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Yes, be like David. Praise God in the middle of your trial. Why, soul? Why, spirit? Are you down? Well, clearly it's an assignment of hell to keep you down. We break it in Jesus' name over you. That was never who you're meant to be. You're meant to get up. You have to understand what God has done already. Think about all the things he's done in your life. You think he's going to leave you now? Do you think all of a sudden he doesn't hear your prayers? Of course he hears your prayers. Of course he's with you. He hasn't left you. You're not, uh, you know, dirty or, you know, too evil that God doesn't care about you. I mean, come on. He loves you. Embrace the cross. Embrace his love. Receive his love today. John 16, it says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have what? Peace. In this world you'll have trouble, but take heart. Because I have overcome the world. That scripture right there, put it up on your refrigerator. Put it up on your mirror in your bathroom. Whenever you go through a big trial, a big test, the finances are giving you a hard time right now, you don't know how you're going to pay the bills, you say, God, I'm taking heart in you because I know you've overcome the world. You take care of the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. How much more will you take care of me? Are you worried or concerned about a loved one, somebody in your life that's in rebellion, somebody in your life that's messed up on drugs or alcohol or addiction, or they're lost right now, and you think, how are they ever going to return? You start declaring and decreeing. You say, God, I know you're moving in their life. God, I know you're putting people in their path that are going to minister to them. Holy Spirit, I know you're revealing yourself to them. I'm telling you, friends, I've been pastoring long enough to tell you, I've seen this happen time and time again when people look like they were absolutely hopeless and the mother or the father was like, I have no idea how this is ever going to happen. I said, you pray, you be an intercessor. You step up and you start praying and declaring and decreeing over your son and your daughter and you break the spirit that is trying to attack them in the name of Jesus. And you say, no, this is a child of the most high God. Lord, I know that you're going to go after the one. And you're going to pull them out of darkness and wickedness. And you're going to reveal, because you know why? Because you responded to the prayers of the righteous. And we start taking authority over that situation. Take authority over your marriage. You're going through a difficult marriage. You don't want to give it a divorce, but you're, you don't know what to do. Start declaring and decreeing over your marriage. How do I know this? Because I've had to do it too. 
I didn't want to be another statistic. I didn't want to be another pastor that has a disaster. I wanted to say, look, am I real? Am I living this out? Am I going to declare and decree for my wife? Am I going to intercede for this marriage? Yes. And I did. And there was results, big results. So everybody goes through the attacks, friends. It, this is not something that you know, is, is just you, even though a lot of people don't publicly tell you what they're going through. As a pastor and a counselor, I can tell you, you get everybody behind a closed door and even the most put together people will have all kinds of baggage. In Romans 8, 38 and 39, it says, for I'm not concerned, I'm sorry, I'm not convinced that neither death nor life nor angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, any powers, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Jesus Christ. So that is it right there. Nothing can separate us from God's love. And God's love is our hope. Jesus Christ is our hope. He is the hope. We don't need hopium. We don't need false hope. We don't need people coming out with some crazy plots or schemes or ideas or marketing tools to make you feel all good and tickle your ears. We have the true hope. And if you anchor yourself in the true hope, which is Jesus Christ and his word, that's the truth. That's what's going to set you up for success. Somebody is going to get a breakthrough today. I believe it's you. If you're praying for a spouse, declare it with me today. In Jesus' name, Lord, you're bringing my spouse. I will not be lonely. I will not be fearful. I will not doubt. I will not look at myself as less than or ugly or not tall enough or not short enough or not skinny enough. Lord, you made me fearfully and wonderfully, and you are never out of resources. And so today I pray in Jesus' name that you release my spouse unto me. Let it be so in Jesus' name. I break the fear. I break the doubt. I break the deceptions and the lies of the enemy over my situation in Jesus' name. Lord, I'm here to serve you. My life is yours. Agree with that prayer right now. God is going to move in your situation. Financial challenges. You're down because of your money. You're down because you feel like you don't have enough or there's going to be a problem or you're scared or you're worried or you're fearful. Let's break that right now. In Jesus' name, we break the fear. You say you've not given us a spirit of fear, but you've given us power and love and a sound mind. So we break depression, we break fear in Jesus' name over our life and our situation. Get behind me, Satan, you're a liar. We know what God said about me. He made me fearfully and wonderfully. He took his time on me. He knows the plans he has for me and their plans of hope in the future. So I break depression and the lying spirit in Jesus' name. And I break the spirit of poverty in Jesus' name over the finances. Lord, you're, you're, you say that you give back, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. If we're a tither, if we're sowing in 10%, you're going to give back, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That's what you said, Lord. You even said, test me in this. Now, I want to say this. Many people are having financial challenges because you're not tithing. And you look at your bank account, and you say, I got $10 in there. How can I tithe? Well, you take 10% of that $10, and you tithe the dollar. And you, you will be shocked how quick God starts giving you more because he's not lacking. As the economy gets worse and people are doom and gloom and there's going to be people committing suicide and they're going to say all kinds of crazy things about Wall Street and the stock market and your home and everybody's going to get all panic stricken. But in this season, I want you to wake up every day and say, Lord, you take care of my finances. Lord, you take care of, you know my bills, you know my challenges, you know the needs of our family and I'm going to put my trust and faith in you because you take care of the birds of the air. 
and you take care of the fish of the sea, and you are not lacking, you own a cattle on a thousand hills, start speaking that life and using the sword of the spirit. Whenever you have a situation, whether it's a problem in your marriage, whether it's depression, whether it's fear, anxiety, any of these things that we're talking about, depression, you go into the, it's very easy nowadays, you can even use Google if you want, I don't like Google, but you can use Google or DuckDuckGo or any search engine, you can put in scriptures on depression, and they will come up, because there's a bunch of amazing people that have put amazing lists together, and you take those scriptures and you start declaring them over your situation. That is the sword, and what happens is it's an offensive weapon, and it breaks the attack on you, and it breaks that oppressive spirit and that alluring spirit, because all of a sudden it's exposed, and that's not who you are, and that's not what God has for you. So you receive what God has for you in faith, because without faith it's impossible to please God, but with faith you can move the mountain. See, these are the concepts. Once you understand the concepts, they win every time. It, once you believe it in faith and you understand this is the reality of the situation, you're going to be successful. Do you understand what I'm saying? These are amazing things. we got one more segment left when we come back. I want to pray over you again, and we're going to break depression once and for all, and you're going to walk in complete victory. We'll be right back. This is the Todd Coconado Show. You can go to ToddCoconado.com, PastorTodd.org. We'll be right back. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Todd Coconado Show, toddcoconado.com, remnant.news. By the way, we put this article up on our identity on remnant.news. So if you go to remnant.news, you can follow along with the broadcast. And I would probably listen to this three, four times, honestly, until you get the breakthrough. Get the breakthrough today. It's available today. The breakthrough, I want you to understand this because there's a bunch of people say you got to pay $200. You got to come to this person's meeting or that person's meeting or this person has to pray for me for you. That is nonsense. I will never, ever say that in this ministry because I can only do it through Christ. I can only do it through the strength of God. It's not because of a Todd Coconado service. Yes, there's an anointing. Yes, there's a ministry. I'm not denying that. But what I'm saying is you, this is the secret that they don't want to tell you. A lot of these preachers, unfortunately, you don't need them to pray for you. You can get it today. I want you to receive it today. This is your day of breakthrough. This is the first day of the rest of your life. No longer are you going to waste time because that's what it is. It's a distraction. It's, it's want, they want, the devil wants you to be so down that you can't even get up out of bed and you just eat yourself into oblivion or whatever it is. And so you don't do what you're called to do. But see, today you're going to say no more to that. And tomorrow you're going to get up and you're going to do what God has called you to do because there are many things. You're going to go deeper in your walk. And as you go deeper, God's going to reveal more things and visions and dreams. And you are going to be set up for success. And if you become a lover of the word and you apply the principles in the word, there is absolutely zero way that you will fail. I don't care how bad the world is. I don't care what the news is. I don't care how bad the stock market is. You will not fail. This is why I can walk in complete victory in the middle of the storm. Because God has shown me and I've applied the principles of the Bible after all these years of being stubborn, not understanding. Finally, I had a breakthrough in 2011. And I understood my identity in Jesus Christ. And it was the game changer. It was the game. It changed everything. Isaiah 41.10, it says this, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will upload, I'm sorry, uphold you with my righteous hand. Come on. 
come on, friends. Okay, so here it is right now. We got a few minutes left here in the broadcast. About seven minutes left. I want you to put your hands out wherever you are, if you're able, if you're driving, and just come into agreement with me right now. But you're going to say this. You're going to proclaim this. Okay, as we pray this, it's going to lift off of you today. I want you to say this. Say, get behind me, Satan. In Jesus' name, it is written that God made me fearfully and wonderfully. It is written in his word that his plans for me are hope and a future. It is written in his word. Repeat this. It is written in his word that his promise is yes and amen. So God, I declare and decree life over my situation and I rebuke in Jesus' name any depression or oppression or any spirit, alluring spirit that is trying to distract me or come on me, go in the name of Jesus. Go, be gone. You're done. You're under my feet. And how do I know this? Because the Bible says I have authority to trample on scorpions and devils. That means you, demon. That means all of the principalities. The battle is not against flesh and blood, but against strongholds and principalities. I break in my life the spirit of depression. Go now. I am a child of the most high God. He gives me peace that passes understanding. He gives me joy unspeakable. I am full of his glory. God lives in me. His Holy Spirit lives in me. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Say that. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Say it again. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, say this, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Who the Son sets free is free indeed. So today, I receive my breakthrough. And I receive my healing in the name of Yeshua, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. It's done. It's finished. It's over. Depression has no place in my life. I am free. Thank you, Jesus. I just felt like so many people just got that breakthrough right now. And listen, on my best day of preaching, I can't make it happen. But what the thing is, is that with, you just got to have a little faith. Not a lot. The faith of a mustard seed. And that mountain is removed. That weight is removed. That burden is removed. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. Why? Because he cares for you. He cares for you. Understand your identity in Jesus Christ. When you have an attack of the enemy with that alluring spirit that tries to come on you, and listen, I'm going to tell you right now, when you have the breakthrough with depression, the devil will try another way. That's what he does. So there'll be another attack. I'm not going to lie to you and say there won't. There will be. It may not be today, it may not be tomorrow, but there will be another attack. But when that attack comes, you apply these principles. Use the offensive weapon in the armor of God, the sword of the spirit. Lord, in your word, you say, the Lord makes firm the steps of those who delight in him. In your word, you say, though he may stumble, he will not fall for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Start declaring scripture. Get behind me, Satan, because it is written, and then you start declaring, and you can Google whatever it is, depression, oppression, lust, whatever, pornography, and you start speaking the scriptures that the the Bible has over those particular things, and you watch how quick the breakthrough happens because the devil will have nowhere to stand. 
The sword of the Spirit is our offensive weapon. We declare, we decree, we speak words of life, and then we walk in faith and victory because that's who we are in Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I'm excited about that. Hallelujah. Well, listen, I want to thank you for tuning in to today's broadcast. Please tune in to Sunday. This Sunday, we're going to talk about depression. And we're going to believe that God is going to heal anybody that hasn't got healed. But if you didn't get healing today, play this again and take notes and make sure that you apply what we said because this will be enough. Who the sun sets free is free indeed. Amen. I love you. I bless you. Thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you soon.